When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome to episode two of the Chester Chronicles Chester FC True Blue podcast. Um, following on from last week, we've decided to have another run at it. it means that I can channel my inner Alan Partridge once more. Um, today I'm joined by Paul Wheelock, sports reporter of the Chester Chronicle, alongside me, Dave Powell. And also Chaz Sumner, lifelong blues fan and club historian, who also joins us for our for our chat this week. Um We've had an interesting week whereby we've actually got some positive news to report on in terms of the fact we've actually won a home game for the first time in nine months. Um, whenever you kind of bring that up in conversation with friends who maybe aren't particularly au fait with how Chester are getting on, I mentioned they haven't won a home game in nine months. It's usually the cause of of, of some surprise. Um, I think best thing to do, first of all, is turn to, to you, Chaz. I mean, you've... You've been there for, I'd imagine, pretty much all those those games during that nine-month spell. I mean, how have you kind of uh, viewed what's gone on and, and, and how was it? How sweet was it for you Saturday to, to see kind of that whole record I mean, it was, banished? It, it was very sweet in, indeed, but it was a bit of a strange home run. I think because it was interspersed with those away wins, it never came quite until the, the very end. I sort of wasn't really conscious of it. I know people were, were asking me after about 10 or 11, you know, if this was a record. And my reaction was, no, we're bound to have done that for, you know, for, <laughs> yeah. for much longer, longer than that. Um, but I think, yeah, to some extent, those, those away wins did take away a bit of the pressure last season. I think the key thing for me was possibly those last two home games at the end of last season when we played, I think it was Woking, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And the Ball, very last one was Ball, Ball, and you feel that if we could have got a win from one of those two games, which we should have done, I think we all thought that we'd pick up some points there. I think that made it very difficult this season. And I think when this season started, there was, to some extent, a, cr- a clean slate. And certainly the filed game, it was a, it was a good game, it was an entertaining game. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, anybody had any problems with a, with a draw from that. But I always felt that Halifax was a game that we should have won in, on paper beforehand and, and at the time we should have done but it, and, and then again I think when we played Macclesfield we lost to Macclesfield and I think that for me we, you know was, was the end really for it, it, yeah. it was the manner of it as well wasn't it I think and it's, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a good one um, for, for me one thing I noticed on Saturday was the it seemed like the players were less afraid to maybe make a mistake yeah, yeah. Um, and not, not so much cavalier in their attitude but certainly more just, just that willingness to, to maybe try and pick a pass and be a bit more positive. And that, and that became infectious and, and, and that kind of spread throughout the team. I mean, the ability to win the second ball was something that they've done, they, they did better on Saturday than they have done at home for a long, long time. Um, so there was an element of that because I mean, players don't turn, turn bad overnight or during the course of a, a run of four or five games or, or 15 games as it was. You know, So there's obviously something which plays on the mind and maybe that's... I, I, I thought there, there could have been that we almost got it when Tom took that first game against Ebbsfleet, where I know James Akintundi equalises at eight minutes before the end to get a draw, but that's a game which was, you know, 
we really I thought we deserved to to win that yeah, game. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and we thought that was going to be the end of it then, and then we, we kick on from there. But you know, we, we've done it in Marcus Bignett's first game in charge, and um, kind of rounds off what's been a, a pleasing seven days, certainly from his point of view. Obviously, he's come in and, and and try to address a few things. Paul, from from your point of view, obviously someone who's who's, who's seen managers come and go, both in, in your role covering Blackburn for the Lancashire Telegraph beforehand. I mean, how have you analysed Marcus's first? Seven days in charge. Yeah, I've been, as we spoke last week, I've been impressed with him. I thought he played a blinder after the game on Saturday by you know dedicating the win to the fans. The fans were man the match. I think it's quite an important way. Managers got to understand how important it is to, to have a good, uh, what's it, the way of looking over the media because we do things like Facebook Live now, you've obviously got the radio, you've got Twitter, you've got every, all the things that go with it. And I thought it just set the tone really nicely because. I thought it was really important for him to win on Saturday because you look at the crowd, new manager, there's no doubt a cloud's been lifted with John's departure. I don't, I don't mean to say that badly, but you've seen that with the players because he took all the responsibility. You can see that's been lifted now. But the the attendance wasn't that good, was it? You know, no, to be no. fair, it wasn't, you know, sometimes you think a manager goes, put an extra 500 on the gate. And I think if we would have lost on Saturday, you might have lost a you know, a couple of hundred of those because he's not a massive name, is he? It's not like a Gray and Barrow. So for him to get them playing like that and get the win and then come out and say, you know what, the fans have been through a lot. They were our man in the match today. I thought it was really savvy on his part and that along with the results and the performance impressed us. I, yeah, I think he's, he's had a good week on and off the field this week. I mean, and then you, 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 you look ahead kind of to, to, to to what the week, you know, the weekend we got coming forward with Eastleigh, but... Um, from went down to the ground today to, to speak to, to Marcus and, and kind of gain his you know, gather his thoughts ahead of the weekend. But it doesn't appear like too much has been changed in terms of the way they approach things. I mean, he, he mentioned tweaks here and there, but um, it, it always strikes me as a, a strange one because obviously, Chaz, you, you've seen managers come and go at Chester. I mean, I yeah, suppose this yeah. new manager bounce is something which you, yeah. you're wary of, of reading too much into and, and how, how far down the line do, would you think of looking down to think well yeah. this is what a, a Marcus Bigness team really looks like I, I, yeah I did wonder about that and of course he's to some extent his hands are tied behind his back because he's got the players you know he's, he's got to deal with the players he's got but I think that's one of the things you know everyone agreed on at the start of the season that he had made John McCarthy had made some good signings um, that the fact that he wasn't gelling you know was you know was unfortunate but I was very impressed with the way that they tackled the game. I, I, there was a different feel to it, and I think you do talk about this, um, you know, the first first game. And I, I was sort of looking through. I mean, when Neil Young in Neil Young's case, it was all a bit different. It was all fresh, fresh to us. But then you had Steve Burr took over from Neil, and that was um, we played Barnet, and we beat them two one. Um, and it was a, I think we won it with a, it was a late Jamie Reid last minute winner. Yeah, was yeah, that close that, that's to right, but. There wasn't much difference in the way we played that that time, and the same when um, John McCarthy took over. His first game was away at Lincoln, and then we beat Welling four 0 Now Welling that day were were doomed, but it it was a good performance. But it was more the fact that we were more organised. There seemed to be something different about this game for me. Perhaps it was just the shock of winning a home game. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. But the way you know the way that they that they tackled it and. Um, I'd been down to the club uh, last Thursday and saw about 10-15 minutes of the training session and you know, saw uh, Marcus 
trying to obviously drill in some of the things into the players' heads. And I thought, you know, you could hear it from a fan. I thought, blimey, they're not going to remember all this lot. But, you know, there genuinely did seem to be a difference in the way that they approached the, the game, just little things. And, um, you know, I was saying to the people around me that what struck me is that we actually seem to have the same number of players on the pitch as the, as the opposition, yeah. which is not something, you know, you, I've sat there and thought, have they got more players than us? <laughs> that seems to have been the case in, in previous games for me. So, you know, that was a, that was a nice surprise. I always think it's a it's a good time for whenever a manager comes in because it's it's a clean slate for for a lot of the players as well and I think most yeah. fans would also look at the squad and think mm. well mm. okay this is you know mm. new manager you you've, you yeah. show show the show the the best version of yourself and I thought on Saturday that, that a few people really rose to the the occasion but yeah. I, thought, I thought particularly for me it was um, I was really impressed with Nathaniel Roturner at left yes. back and the yeah. way he kind of yeah. rampaged on the left hand yeah. side, but didn't neglect his defensive duties and he was he was steady in that respect. But with the way that Bignett seemed to set up his side, it was almost it, it didn't, didn't need those kind of traditional wingers playing on the chalk. It was mm. the ability for the, the fullbacks to be able to overlap and bomb on. And, and Roturner must have got to the byline four or five times. And yes. and if if he if he was confident with his right foot, he got into a couple of positions where he could have could have scored himself. But um, it's things like that which are heartening. I thought James Akintunde looked like someone with a point to prove, even though I, I'm, I'm a big fan of his and I, yeah. I like the way he approaches approaches the game and his mm-hmm. hunger and his desire. But Saturday, there seems almost another facet to his game that I poss- we possibly haven't seen before, whereby he was he, he looked physically more more dominant. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, that just the willingness just to really mm-hmm. kind of get under the skin of the opposition. I mean, he sent. Dean Inman, who's experienced kind of centre back for Maidenhead, sprawl into the to the turf a couple of times, and and it's just that ability to kind of occupy the the defenders, which which created space for for the rest of the side. And it was that work rate which was kind of throughout yeah. the whole team, and and I know we've spoken, we spoke to Kingsley James after the game, and he said work rate was never been the issue, and. and Fully believe that and fully take that on board, it, but um, I think it might have been more focused. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And, and it's funny you should mention Kingsley James because I think Kingsley James, you know, he, he has been. I think he's played very well at the start mm-hmm. of the season, but he did seem very focused. He seemed to know his role. I thought he performed really well in what in what he was doing. It was a it, it was a good all round performance. And you, again, you mentioned James Akintunde. I mean, he was covering at the the back. There was certainly one incident where one moment he'd been up at the forward line. And and he was the defender that was sort of sweeping up at the yeah, at the yeah. back as well, which was which was impressive. How he got there, I don't know. No, do was... you think by the end because you guys see him all the time? Do you think John got muddled? You know where you were saying he was focused and people knew the roles and responsibilities. And Mark has used those two words quite a lot last yeah. week, didn't he? Do you think the players got a bit muddled by the end? Of I, it? I think there was perhaps too much overthinking in there. Um, and I think again that was something that struck me. I might, I might be wrong, but my my feeling was is that it was Maidenhead were there worrying about what we were doing. We weren't bothered. It didn't matter the fact that we were playing Maidenhead. We could have been playing anyone. It was there. It was their problem to sort out. I think too many times we perhaps focused too much on the on the opposition. You know, you, obviously you need to know who the best players and, and who to watch out for. But perhaps that's the, the well. I mean, there was a game last season where it genuinely. Did work when we remember playing Forest Green Rovers. And, yes, yeah. And yeah. I thought on that day, and we it's Forest Green Rovers, so of course we lost. But um, <laughs> but you know McCarthy got it. Got it was it the right pressure of the day. keeper, was, wasn't it? Whereby yeah, they'd, sit, they'd sit so yeah. deep and allow the keeper yeah, to bring yeah. the ball up almost yeah. to. Yeah. He's getting close to the, yeah. the halfway line at some some yeah. points. Yeah. No, and it was yeah. um, that that was great. The Forest Green didn't know what to do, and yeah. on that occasion, do. But perhaps 
you know, perhaps sometimes you do think about the opposition too much, whereas because there was a faster tempo to the game, it, it wasn't so much a problem. We weren't perhaps sitting back and seeing you know, what they're going to do. Perhaps that was a difference, I don't know. Yeah, for me, I kind of thought that it was almost a... Because he, I always generally thought that John thought it was very close to, to getting something right and just needed all, all the kind of pieces to drop in into place at the same time. But with that, there came the temptation just to make a change here or make a change there or or just... Uh, and then he, at the start when he took over, it was he was very rigidly 4-4-2 was what he liked to yeah. play and, and he made that kind of explicitly clear. Um, but then he start, there started to be a change of formation and then... And then we'd, we'd come to games and it'd get to 20 minutes into the into the game and we're still trying to work out who's playing where, what the formation yeah. is. Yeah. And that must translate into the players as well and, and then them not knowing their roles because you can't really spring and you know, make light of a new role for a player on a Thursday and then go into a Saturday and then expect them to deliver. Sometimes, I mean, it just, it's a case of just saying, right, here's some structure, here's a formation, go out there, you do your job and see where we go. And that yeah. seemed to be what was happening on a Saturday everyone had their own role which they were comfortable with they knew that if you lose the ball you, you cover back you pick up and you you, you know you, you're very much a team effort on Saturday which was I kind of fell into place with everyone knowing exactly kind of what their roles were um, whether moving forward that Marcus has grander plans for how he sees the team play I mean because you're not going to be able to use that same same formula to to crack every single nut in this in this league. You know, it's it's it, it's different different things each week. But I think from my point of view, I just like to see a little bit more of that. Just the players who it's also good for their confidence. For a few of them, you could see the confidence visibly return on Saturday, whereby lads who just haven't hit the heights at all this season. I mean, I, I've we've, time we've been we've been critical of the likes of Nathaniel Roturner so far this season. But for me, on Saturday, he's had good games. And a lot of sometimes when you're travelling home, home and away, I, I get the benefit of seeing some of the good games. But for some, you know, if if you've got a season ticket and you can't get to too many away games, and yeah. all you're seeing is, is 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 kind of you know fours, fives, and sixes or something, you kind of make your own assumptions of a player what they're like. So it's good for me that everyone put in a shift and people who came there thought, you know what, that that's what this team is capable of. So now they've got a springboard, they take it into Eastleigh, um, which is going to be a, another tough test. Um, but what do you? What would you I mean? What do you think? I don't know. We're kind of thinking too far ahead here, but maybe. But we're still in the relegation zone. It's tables in its infancy. But for you, Paul, what do you think would be a realistic aim for for Marcus over the next five, six games? I mean, because we we we've kind of banished the home hoodoo. That's gone. It's consigned to to memory and, and issue one hundred and fifty of one hundred fiftieth anniversary of Chelsea on the borderline book. But uh, I don't think you can overstate how important it was to get rid of that whole hoodoo because it was every it was in everyone's consciousness by the end of it, wasn't it? You know, I'm sure it was in the players because it was certainly in the supporters. You look at the games now, Eastley not pulling up any trees particularly, are they in the league? And then you got Woking. Funnily enough, another hoodoo probably to end there. Given well, the new Forest Green, yeah, yeah. given Woking's record. But then Tramia, you know, Tramia are really struggling. We're speaking to friends of ours where we were Tramia fans, and it, it could be the time to play them. And the thing is, if you can get six, seven points, you don't know what position you're going to be in. I think touching on what you guys were saying then, this league it's very hard, very, very hard. But there's nothing to be scared of in there. You, you look at the table as it stands at the moment; it's very tight. Who would have had Woking up there? Who would have had Dover up there? Boreham Wood. 
you know, Halifax after that nil-nil draw there earlier in the season. There's still a lot. Of te- there's still a lot to play for this season. But and as Mark has said to you today, down the press conference, it's one game at a time, John. But you know, this season isn't over. You know, I still think there's a lot. There's a lot that can be done in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other end, you've got. You wouldn't have expected Hartlepool and Tramway to be no, down at the moment. No, no. But I think the thing is, to some extent, it doesn't mean a great deal at the moment because it is such a tight league. I mean, everybody's lost two or three games, haven't yeah. they? I mean, look at it when we got promoted in 2003 or four. We lost four games all season. I think every club's lost about three yeah. now. So it's it's a different league from normal. And any team that can put together a string of half decent results, um, you know, is is in with a real real chance. You know, but as you say, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be Chester are going to do this, but um, you know, I just like to see them, you know, make progress and climb away from the bottom and and, and just see progress. You know, in the in the way, the way he's doing it, it's, it's a strange one as well because, like, if you look at the league, it's some teams. I mean, Paul Doswell in the past has said that Sutton don't want league football. Like he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he said yeah, that, you know, yeah. and, and and they've got the three G pitch and they have a wonderful setup there, but they're doing fantastically well. Then you have Wrexham, who, by all accounts, people I'm speaking to haven't played particularly well all season, yeah. and some some fans aren't even kind of fully behind Dean Keats and what he's doing yet. They're second in the table. They don't concede goals. They don't score many, but they don't concede goals. Mm. Um, and then you've got Tranmere. I mean, the season's certainly not going to get away from them. I think if they start to put together a run, then they'll be very difficult to stop. And I also think Lake Norian are probably likely to put together something. They've got a good squad. Um, I thought it would take a bit of time because they were playing catch-up, weren't they, during the summer, whereby they, they had all their problems. And it wasn't until kind of almost halfway through the summer that they... They, they were bought and then they installed Steve Davis then you're putting together a, a team very quickly but then you look at like Macclesfield able to do that John Askey kind of works wonders yeah. every single season doesn't he putting together a team on a shoestring but probably interesting be, be worthwhile just having a quick chat about that just about I mean with this extra, uh, extra extra kind of playoff places available now as well it does make the league interesting for every single team there's, there's not a team in that league now Chester included who won't be thinking this season's a, a dead rubber, and we can't achieve anything because I mean, I, I, you'd, you'd back back a few of those teams if they make a run for it to to kind of um, you know play themselves in, into contention. But all the early season favourites seem to have um, been losing ground very early on. I think it was a great move by the league, the the, the extra two playoff places because it's, it's long overdue that there should be two automatic, shouldn't there? You know, you look at this. You, I, I've said to you before, Dave. It's like the championship for me. You see the championship, you see a lot of former Premier League clubs in there. Mm. You see the conference now. There's so many ex-big football league clubs in there. I think it's disgraceful that you can't have two going up automatically anyway. But I think this will breathe a bit of new life into the competition this season because I know you're going to have to play an extra couple of games, aren't you, to, to go through it compared to the teams who finish higher up. But it does give everyone a bit of optimism because, let's face it, if you get to like March time, when there was only four playoff places and you're not within, say, 10 points. You've got no chance, haven't you? Yeah. Whereas now, it might be different. But I think, I don't want to be too pessimistic, but it's fantastic, the optimism that's, you know, kind of breathed through the place this week. But it's been a long time since Chester won two games in a row. I think it's November last last year, I think it was the Eastley game we were saying, weren't we? Eastley and then North Therapy. That's a long time. So it's kind of like these little, as you say, these little hoodoos, these little things they've got to banish. 
So it goes to show that he's still got a big job to do. You know. Oh yeah. 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 We need to just as you said, it's a springboard, but it has to be. Followed up with something, isn't it? It's nice to have that euphoric feeling coming away from a from a home game, which is lovely. And and to to be fair, he 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 kind of he's addressed it as such in terms of he did, did say this afternoon, just saying that it's nice to have the plaudits and people shaking your hand and patting you on the back and saying well done, but. Reality is that there's another game on Saturday, and then it, you know it, that, that's just the nature of the beast. So that's football. Yeah, I think that's so. the case. I mean, you know, there's absolutely no doubt about it. We'll we will continue to go through sticky patches, yeah. you know, and, and and who knows what we'll get from you know from Italy on on Saturday. But I think you know it's just nice to have some positive signs and and feel a bit you know a bit up about it again. And I think that was um, that was the feeling that was was generated. And, and I think it was key the manner of the way. The, the way in which you did. I must admit, I thought to myself that when we broke this, we'd do it 1 0, we'd be completely battered, yeah. and then we'd be clearing it off the line in the last minute, and you know, they'd be hitting the crossbar, missing a host of chances. So, to do it, and in all honesty, it was comfortable, which should have been four or five, shouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, and Alan Devonshire, the maidenhead manager, was he, he exact, said exactly that. He said they just played us off the park, and he was disappointed with his players. But I mean, how many how many times, times has that happened to us, you know? So, yeah. it's um. It, it was it was it was convincing. Everything everything about it was convincing. All the performances were convincing. I thought that the performance of the manager and his assistant on the sidelines was convincing in terms of how vocal they were. How I mean, there's, there's always that. I mean, it's his first game at home in front of the fan, home fans. Wants to to make an impression, but I, I've seen him previously, and he's he's always been that type of manager to be in the technical area, you know. And it's not just clapping hands and saying, you know, come on, lads, you know, g, g up and all this. It's it, it's meaningful. It's instruction throughout. You know, it's making making sure. I, it, that was what struck me. It was focus. He was trying to maintain focus throughout. You know, keep that level. Keep that desire to win the second balls, and that was what they were doing. So, um, but staying on Saturday briefly, I'd also like to touch on kind of the the whole Tom Shaw element of it, and I thought how important I, I thought it was for him to be back among um, the playing squad again. Um, came came off about ten minutes ago, um, but I thought. His experience in his now, and he, he's almost like a calming influence almost to the rest of the team. Um, maybe not the star turn out there on Saturday, but certainly his him being there um, gave a bit more surety, a bit more confidence to others around him to to maybe get on with their their work a bit more effectively. So, Charles, I'll come to you first. Are you pleased to see him back back into the fold? I, I am. Yeah, I thought he had a I thought he had a good game. Yeah, he, he did tie towards the end. I'm sure. You know, it's the first sort of proper run out he probably probably had but um, yeah I do think he does make a great deal of difference to the team and it was the same last season and I've always felt even in his first season um, I thought he was good then he's a sort of midfielder that that you don't always recognise and and sometimes they don't always pick up the the plaudits and I always felt that Tom was like this this early on you know we've had a history of players like this in the the past the the sort of the hard working midfielders that that don't necessarily do anything spectacular. I mean, I like to. Sure, McConville seems to spring. Well, he, spring yeah, I know, I mean, more advanced that, role than I but, yeah. but But even the likes of Paul Cardinal, and I would say someone like yeah. Chris Priest as well, they were never necessarily the most popular ones early on. And, but I think people gradually recognise the contribution that they're making. And I think now that he's been out of the team, I think people recognise mm-hmm. perhaps what Tom Shaw brought to the team last season. That um, you know he he has got the um, the experience and especially you know 
to be honest, the, the coaching will have helped him out on the pitch yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, that, that you know he can pass these these instructions onto the players. So yes, I think as they get um, you know they get used to Marx's system, I, I think um, yeah, I think he'll be a big big influence. It's quite interesting, isn't it? You know, whereas last season that was a certain area of the field that a lot of people felt need strengthening apart from Tom. Like by all accounts, Lucas Dawson on Saturday was outstanding. Oh, yeah, excellent. And yeah. then you got Paul Turnbull, particularly mm-hmm. against Hempsley, was fantastic. Kingsley James, as you said earlier, yeah. he's probably been up yeah. there with Chester's best players by I all accounts think this it, season. I think for me, in terms of consistency, he probably has. Now you're looking at that, and then you've got the 4 4, which once Harry White comes back, there is, yeah. you know, it, it is a tough one for Marcus because he has inherited this group, hasn't yeah. he? But yeah. he's not. He's not got the worst set of plays to, to no. work with it, has he really? No. I, th- I think no. in the past we've had new managers come in and they've not had much to, to go on. <laughs> Ian, Ak- poor Ian Atkins yeah. <laughs> coming in and seeing yeah, Joe Carver leading the line. Yeah, that's right. And any, any player from the Vaughan era, you know, after about yeah. six months yeah. when, you, when we changed managers then, I mean, they never had anything to go on, you know, they... So that's just it. It's probably the first. I mean, it's weird, weird set of circumstances, I suppose, for for, for a new manager like Marcus Bignett coming in yeah. thinking, well, these are good players. I mean, these are. We said it in the summer, saying a lot of these lads were still just wanted by the mm-hmm. clubs where they were already yeah, at. Yeah, so yeah. it's not a case of when we used to troll the, mm-hmm. the the market for free agents and castoffs and whatnot. It was um, it was very much a squad piece together, and and that's to, to John McCarthy's credit. Yeah, that. That's what I was going to say. It's, you know. Whether if we'd had a different manager in place, would these players have, have come to us? I don't know. Clearly, you know, Macaru is well, well respected by the players. You know, I think anybody that had sort of dealt with him, they were all sorry to see him go. It's yeah, results are all important on the pitch, and it wasn't working. I'm sure that you know, given a few months' time, you know, Mac will look back on it and, and he'll agree that it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. But um, but he did a lot of you know I think there was a lot of positives to come out of his, his time at the club. Yeah, it's important not to, not to forget some of, some of the, those those good times as well, isn't it? I yeah. suppose. I mean, and certainly, hopefully, the the recruitment is something which will which will stand us in good stead for the rest of the season. Um, but <clears throat> looking ahead again to to some more football, we've got Eastleigh see this Saturday. But looking past that, we've got the FA Cup fourth qualifying round drawn, and we get excited about this. Every single year, well, certainly the past couple of years, and um, only to be let down in the most miserable of fashions. It was <laughs> South, Southport last year, Altrincham the year before. Um, it usually rains, well, yeah. So it seems like it's very much. Um, art of, you think hope things are going to turn for us this year. Um, come to you first, Paul. Um, in terms of what, what would you think? What, I'm trying to second guess what maybe Marcus Bignett would like here, but sometimes just a, an easy home door isn't always the way way forward to ease yourself into these competitions. Maybe he's thinking that he'd like better the devil you know and, and someone from the National League to to be the opposition. I mean, what, how would you view it? I just think you can imagine money will not will be a bit tight in January because there's a lot of players being brought in, and no doubt, even though hopefully the results continue as they did on Saturday, he will win his own people in. There's no question about that. Eventually, he'll want his own players, and I think it's quite important. You know, I think it's quite the money that you can get in the FA Cup is pretty good for a non-league team, isn't it? And I think they had that run a few years ago with the Barnsley. It'd be just good for the club to have something like that again, because in all honesty, I don't think any of us are expecting, you know, promotion this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, considering we're fourth and bottom at the moment, 
but you know, it just gives something a bit more excitement. And I think he will. He will. I don't think he will think the league is more important than this now. I think every game is important for him at the moment. I mean, your long yeah. history of supporting Chester, Charles. I mean, FA Cup joys are a few and far between, aren't yeah. they? But I mean, when when they are, when they they do come along, they're they're ever so sweet. I mean, I suppose it's uh, well, they are. More I mean, the same. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the the, the run we had under Steve Burke a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. When I mean, it was actually only four games. We, you know, we beat Stockport. away. Yeah, Stockport away was fantastic game really yeah. enjoyable the win at Southend yeah. fantastic performance and then Barnsley another great performance deserved a win really yeah, yeah they, they did that day and they, yeah, forget the, the replay yeah. you know, Barnsley won that, won that comfortably but that was a massive boost at the time just over that couple of months you know it, it helped raise the profile of the club you know we got on telly Craig Marm was you know was on talking about it it was a it was a big boost even though it was a, a mini run, yeah. if yeah. you like, and it's a it is a big letdown to go out in the in the first qualifying round, which we've done. What's three of the f- past four seasons? They've, they've just been complete complete washouts, and you only need to look at what Lincoln and, and Sutton United did last year, and especially probably in the case of Sutton, that they built on that mm-hmm. during the summer, yeah. and and now now look at them. Yeah, I don't want to sound all Bob Gray here, but you know, <laughs> a couple <laughs> makes a difference, doesn't it? It generally does make a massive difference, in both in perception of the club, but particularly finances. As you say, Sutton United top of the league. Yeah. That, that's, it's incredible. I don't yeah. think anyone could have predicted that. It's yeah. the ability it has to bring in the wider, kind of the wider, wider fan base as well, doesn't it? I mean, because you only have to look back to. I think we're looking back what, 10, 10 years or so ago now when um, Keith Kerr was in charge, we had Nottingham Forest come yeah. down. I mean, I know they weren't great shakes at the time, but they were still former European champions, and it was one of the, one of the most memorable. It was one of the best performances. I mean, they completely wiped the floor with them. Destroyed I thought that, was an, I yeah. thought that was an outstanding game, that, Brilliant. that game. Yeah. You know, they, they, they could have hit five or six, couldn't they? Yeah, yeah, and it was. Um, and, yeah. and that kind of that whole feeling, and yeah. then we went on to play, was it Cheltenham? Yes, After that, and then we season, yeah. drew. Uh, went to a replay, didn't it? And then we missed out yeah. on the chance to play. Yeah, we, we, oh no, or am, I, am I getting this mixed up here? We played it. Yeah, maybe that's the following season. Thinking, yeah. yeah, following yeah. season. I'm getting the season mixed up here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show that there's. I mean, and it just it feels like it's because we've been a couple of years now without a kind of a first round appearance as well. It feels like it needs that little bit of a lift and that little bit more interest rather than just the. National League, National League, National League, yeah, yeah, yeah. occasional FA, FA Trophy appearance, you know, which don't I, I, tend yeah, to I'd capture like, the imagination. No, I'd, like, I'd like a run the, the FA Trophy. I yeah. think, you know, you can do a, especially in Chester's case, because we've never done particularly well, a, a good run of the trophy could have the same, you know, the same effect. I mean, the fact that we've never appeared at, at Wembley, Wembley is yeah. quite frankly yeah. embarrassing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm coming up to my, it's my 50th year watching Chester in, in December. Oh, is it? Well, for December... 1967 was my first game, and the fact that I've been watching them 50 years and still not everybody else has played at Wembley, but you know, it's not became they played at Wembley. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, well, you know, there's, yeah. There's, there's not many clubs now outside the, the football league that haven't. So, you know, I, I, I'd take a run in the, the FA Trophy to be honest. Maybe that's the next hoodoo we've got to end uh, the long-awaited wait for a Wembley Wembley appearance. But we'll. Um, We'll save that for another day because um, we'll, we'll just be happy enough to take another three points on Saturday, get ourselves closer to to, to kind of catching up with that those in the mid-table there and, and, and get the Marcus Bignett era really off 
off to a to a flying start. So um, yeah, thank you very much for joining us again this week. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it. It'll be very much a weekly thing for us moving forward. Plus, we'll be uh, hoping to get get Charles back in at some stage in the, in the near future just to discuss some. Uh, Parts of, of Chester's um, Chester's past in a bit more detail, um, which I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing because uh, Chester's a man of great insight into all these things. So, thanks very much for joining us, and we look forward to welcoming you again next time. <laughs>